Jillian. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Gizmo. Gizmo's sitting with me. He's sad. If we post this on TikTok, people could see it. <laughs> why, why TikTok? Are we well, exclusively well, TikTok? I made us a TikTok this week. No. <laughs> but I didn't no. post it anything yet. Vita. Too bad. I'm a char- head of marketing, and that's how you get people to listen to your podcast. Also, I put us in the arts category, I realized, on like, because I couldn't find like a, I don't know. And so I got an email that was like, you're trending 213 in arts. <laughs> so then I moved us to society and culture and society. So maybe that's a better fit. And on Apple Podcasts, it's like suggestions for podcasts like this. And it was like Chicks in the Office, shout outs line. Um, and yeah, like, which like, it's like, okay, yeah, chicks talking to each other. Um, I have a lot of updates before we dive into our topics, you know, some kind of fact checks that I need to give after listening to a podcast. One, Roald Dahl is British and Matilda the novel took place, if it's a novel, children's story, in England originally. I obviously have just been so indoctrinated with the Danny DeVito, Moira Wilson, American version. Yes, Americans never co-opt anything for ourselves. What do you mean? (laughs) I yeah, mean, no, but that's like, I was, and I read the book when I was little a bunch, but I guess I just never put it together. They were like in a town in England. Well, you've blocked out everything English. Yes, I hate England. The thing I wanted to say, oh, Lynn Kay was asking us how Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon started. Yes. It originated in 1994 and three students made it up. I do remember hearing about this. Yeah, I didn't read the full like in depth yet, but the, I'll go, you know, we'll talk about it later, but. There's your quick, where did it come from? When did it come from? We did not originate it. We're not that cool. Imagine. Oh, Ariana sent me this thing on TikTok that we have to do where they they put three celebrities and you could do like fuck, marry, kill, or you could do like go until you can't name one of them. But this one girl did. I'm going to try to connect to the three of them, like six degrees, but she used TV and film and she didn't go in order, which I didn't appreciate. So we'll have to try it sometime with three celebs. What do you mean go until you can't name anymore? Like they just keep giving you actors and you say, yeah, you, I know like, them. It's like kind of like a slot machine. It like goes, it shows you three actors and yeah, you'd be like, that's Tom Holland. That's Diane Keaton. That's whatever. Raya Perlman. And then you'd hit it again and it would show you like three more actors. Maybe you'd get one of the ones you had before. It's a big thing on TikTok. A lot of people do fuck, marry, kill with celebrities. And it's one of them is funny because if you just get one person, you have to decide that in there if you're going to fuck, marry, kill and you don't know who your other two people are yet. So this one girl was like, Harry Styles, fine, I'll marry him. And she's like, if I get Tom Holland, I swear to God. And he was her last one and she had to kill him, even though that was like her fate. So. I mean, wow. How, how did she ever live with herself? Yeah. Um, and then just our two ladies that we talk about every podcast, um, Jennifer Coolidge and Kirsten Dunst. I had two things to share with you. Jennifer Coolidge is in that, in the new Josh Dumel, Jennifer Lopez Shotgun I like how you put film. Josh Dumel's name first over Jennifer Lopez. Like it's um, not the Josh Dumel film. It's, it's excuse the Jennifer me, Lopez It's alphabetical film. order of the two leads. Thank you very much. And we all know Army Hammer was dropped out. But she's in it and it's dropped out, fired. Yeah. And she looks exactly like her White, White Lotus, Lotus characters, which is like she really is like in this niche. Also, another actor who always has a crazy voice, and I'm like, have you ever played something where you don't have this voice? Is Natasha Leone. Have you ever heard her not have that voice? That's her voice, though. I know, but like, it's like when I always get mad about Matthew McConaughey, you're an actor, go to a speech coach. If you have to be like British in a movie, don't be like, oh no, I'm from Texas, but I moved to England. Like, learn a British accent. It's your job. So Natasha Leone, like, she's always like, yeah, you know, I'm in this poker show on Peacock. I see the commercials every five minutes because I'm watching Potomac. 
Hey, can't see, but Ryan is mimicking and smoking a cigarette. What was I? Yeah. But anyway, also, Young Anastasia, the movie, the animated. Do you know who the voice of Young Anastasia is? Mike Ryan. Young Anastasia, when she's a little girl. No, can't say. Kiki danced. Oh, good for Kiki. Um, yeah, but my grind, I was, but I was like, oh my God, I love that movie. And now she's in it. Oh, and I had two other final things to update you on. And then I'll let you speak. <laughs> I finished Betty Gilpin's book last night and oh. it took a long time to read. And the last chapter is about how she was in this movie called The Hunt. Do you know the scuttlebutt around this film? I don't know this. I know what it is. I know it exists. I remember when it came out, but I don't know like scuttlebutt so, about it. I know it's controversial, but yeah, so it was supposed to be released in 2020, but then there was so much like Twitter backlash that they were like, we're not coming out with it, but we'll just take the hit of millions of dollars of making this movie. Because it's basically about- but it came out. It did, but like two years later or a year later. It's basically about like rich liberals, one of whom is Glenn Howerton, um, do like a Hunger Games and they find like civilian people online who are like to the far right and they like drop them somewhere and they have like- ball gags basically in their mouth like tied up and they have to like get out and they're hunted and they have to try to kill like the liberals trying to kill them and it's like a satire it's like a dark comedy but yeah people were freaking out about it you know it was when trump was president and like yada 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 but i watched a bunch of trailers about it last night obviously and ike baron holt is in it and i was gonna say yeah and he's from staten island and he's one of the far right people in the movie oh okay and his character's name is like, quote, Staten Island, because they kind of just go by like where they're from. But I was like, oh, my God, Ike Bar- which I love Ike Barinholtz. But it was just it was like they were calling him Staten Island, like in the behind the scenes. And I was just like, oh, my Did God, he write it? No, these other two dudes wrote it. OK. And my last update for you is, have you heard these really annoying Burger King commercials where the guy is singing? And it's like, they were just talking about on the Work Hogs podcast, but it's like, double, double, whopper, double, PK, have it your way. I'm sure I have, but I don't know. He cannot sing. And I think it's just some random guy. Why wouldn't they get someone who can sing? I don't understand these commercials and I hate them and I see them all the time. Okay. Okay. Those are all my various updates and things I wanted to tell you. Mainly the Ike Barinholtz Staten Island thing because I was just like, OMG. Yeah. And it was funny seeing him like, quote, serious acting in the trailer. But how are you? I'm good. I'm tired. How are you? I'm fine. Anything new? No. (laughs) My child is sick always. The month of January stinks. She doesn't sleep. And here we are. Stop sending her to daycare. Okay. (laughs) I know. I don't I don't know how people do that. Um speaking of babies, Paris Hilton had a baby. Great segue. By way of surrogacy. So she kind of announced, I think on Instagram, like a photo of her and her husband holding like a little baby hand or foot or something. Do we have a name? I don't know. You would know more than me, probably. Don't touch that mouse. I'll kill you. All right. So I can't look it up. I can. Um, but I've, there's someone I follow on TikTok named Hello Teffy. Her name is Teffy. She's like a big pop culture TikToker. And now she does like, she's like a correspondent at some red carpets, which is cool. She pointed out Paris Hilton is an Aquarius, as are you. Her husband is an Aquarius. This baby is an Aquarius. You know she had the surrogate get pregnant 10 months before, so the baby would be an Aquarius. You know she did. If anyone's going to do that, it'd be Paris Hilton. Having a child is a feat of enormous 
work chance. There's no set time. There's but no don't, way. but don't you think she was like, if we implant the embryos and it works for the zygote, whatever. I'm sure the doctor said, oh, we can implant the, the embryos whenever. And she probably said in her head, oh, that would be great if it worked out that way. But no one, no doctor is like, I'm going to go follow your decision to implant at a certain time because you want the baby. No. I, but if anyone would, it would be her. Because now they're all Aquarians. <laughs> Is she into like star signs? I don't know. I just feel like she's so into like her brand and her image, like the Kardashians in a sense that it would, it would make sense. And I've heard people say it as like a joke. It's like, oh, we're not going to try till next month because I don't want to have a Pisces. I'm like, this shit's crazy. I can't. That This is... Like I think Ashley Darby said that season one of Potomac. I could know, be she can't be serious. Also, she was probably 22, so she could have a baby whenever she wanted. I think she was like 20 um anyway anything else to say about paris hilton no but segue into baby um casey wilson oh yeah yeah yeah. what were we gonna say do you know the uh sex of paris hilton's show boy but they haven't released a name okay casey wilson casey wilson who if you don't know casey wilson shame on you she is an actress, comedian. She's hilarious. She was on one season of SNL and got fired, but whatever. She was on a great show, Happy Endings. I think ran three or four seasons. I love it. It's so funny. She's in many movies, and it's great that we get to talk about her because what does that allow us to bring up, Ryan? Um, well, I many things, but I was thinking fried words when they right. all order the cup salad, no egg, cup salad, no bacon, whatever. Um, that's in Julia and Julia. Oh, sorry. But don't they do that in Bride Wars? In the no, she wrote Bride Wars with her friend. Okay. Oh, I know why June, you want to bring it up. What's her friend's name? June, Diane Raphael? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was she in um, that For a Good Time call movie with... Um... Oh, no. I think that's Seth Rogen's wife. Continue. Anyway, so she wrote Bride Wars. Mm-hmm. And as we've discussed before, we love Inside the Actor Studio in its heyday when it was on. And Kate June, Hudson... Diane Raphael. June Diane Raphael. And when Kate Hudson was on Inside the Actor Studio, she talked about her career in history and they bring up the movie Bride Wars and she says the most successful romantic comedy of all time, which we say all the time now. We just say, oh, Bride Wars, the most successful romantic comedy of all time. We haven't said it in a while. Because because what? I'm sure there's like five people listening to this that have ever seen that movie. It's not a good movie. It's not successful. (laughs) Nobody really knows about it. Like Also, how are you measuring success, Kate Hudson? Like box office? Definitely not. Right. So anyway, I think, Casey, but now I feel like we just say it's the most successful movie of all time. We don't even say romantic comedy. We're just like, oh, it's the most successful movie that's the ever most successful existed. movie of all time. Bride Wars, also starring my husband, Brian Greenberg. Oh, right. She's the who's, brother. Who's in the new movie, You People. I had no idea. Nana told me that he's in it. It's called You People? Yeah. Oh, the, the Jonah Hill movie? Yes. Yeah. I've heard mixed reviews. But anyway, so Casey Wilson, love her. She wrote Bride Wars. She's very smart. She just had a book out. She has like a Bravo podcast. She's great. She welcomed a baby via surrogate. Mm. And she has two boys. They're a little bit older, maybe like seven and five. And now she has a little girl. And she wrote this thing on Instagram about her mother because her mother passed years ago. And it was very nice. And I'm so happy for her. And I love Casey Wilson. Did she name the baby after her mother? Maybe. She was just saying, like, I love my mom. And now like, I'm yeah, our mom, a mom, mom again. Is, yeah, looking at us and yada, yada, yada. That's nice. Is her is her Bravo lady? Isn't June Diane Raphael? No, it's this girl, Dania. Yeah, she's, they were funny. They were on Lost Culture. No, the daughter's name, her baby's name is Frances, Frankie. Frances and her, 
and her mother's name is Kathy. Oh, okay. Okay, well, Mazel. Mazel. Three kids. God love you. I know. And when was the baby born? Oh, don't give me star signs. Because it's probably an Aquarius, like Paris Hilton's baby. <laughs> Which you're an Aquarius, you know, and we're in your season. Do you feel I, strong, stronger, smarter, I, wiser, <laughs> kinder? Are you Sesame Streeting me? On Sesame Street, yes. Um, I don't subscribe to any of that stuff, so. Okay, well, according to the stars, you are an Aquarius, so it's not something to subscribe to. It's just fact. <laughs> I'm sure there's something somewhere that says Aquarians don't believe in star signs, except for Parasol. No, Aquarians are actually, it's more Capricorns and Taurus who don't believe in star signs. Aquarians usually do. You're, you probably have a lot of um, earth in your chart. <laughs> if I guess. Um, I quickly wanted to touch on Penn Badgley. Um, Penn Badgley, you know, I feel like I always associate him as Dan Humphrey from Gossip Girl. And that has made me in recent years, like not really like him as much. Cause I feel like what? I p- pigeonhole him as Dan Humphrey. Why? That's what he's most known for. That's what I know him for. And I didn't even watch Gossip Girl. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's bad. I, I, his character, Dan, is annoying at the end of Gossip Girl. So I just feel like in real life, I get kind of like peeved by him. And especially after I watched like one season of You and I was like, oh my God. So, but he was on Conan's podcast um, and I loved him. He was so charming and like funny and they had such a good time. And I think he's been on Justin Long's podcast in the past. And then he was on Sean Hayes's podcast, Hypochondriactor, where people talk about like medical things they've had happen to them, like bones or surgeries or whatever. And in the beginning, I was like, oh my God, he's so charming and fun. I love Penn Badgley. He's so sweet. He's talking about his kids. Then he got real deep into how spiritual he is. And like, he's not like, I don't, I don't know that if he's like, believes in one God, the father, the almighty creator of heaven and earth, but like, I don't know that I was kind of like, all right, Penn, but like, I put this on the rundown before that, even he started talking about it to tell you, like, I've really turned on corner on Penn Badgley. He seems so fun. He did, did the he trainer TikTok. A religion? I don't, I don't, I think maybe like loosely Catholic, he maybe said, but I don't think so. I Is just he think, New Yorker? I think upstate. Hmm. And do you know why he's named Penn? I remember yeah. reading this in People Magazine when I was like in high school. Well, his dad was in the, he had, he was like premature. He talked about that on the podcast. And while he remembers, well, that was part of like his medical history they were talking about. Yeah. Um, while his dad was like in the waiting room, he was bouncing a tennis ball over and over again because he was like anxious and it was a pen tennis ball. And that's why his name is Penn. You're making um, a face, you know, I like mean, that. That's fine. Anyone can name their child whatever they want and I'm happy for you, but that's yeah. interesting. Pen Badgley sounds good. If you're just like, hey, Pen. It only sounds weird. good because it's been in your vernacular for like years. It's also sounds if like you just met a man off the guy. street. Yeah. And it was Pen Badgley. You'd be like, mm, if someone said hi on pen, I would say hi on pencil. Like, <laughs> you know, I would say something super me annoying that they probably heard a million times. If someone said, hi, my name is Pen. My name is Pen. But anyway, so I kind of like Pen Badgley until he talks about his spirituality. And same with Kiki Palmer. I'm still on the Kiki Palmer train. She was on Last Girl Traces. I love her so much. She's just such a joy and a light. She wasn't nominated for I know. I guess nope. Didn't get nope, a lot of nothing. noms. Yeah, that's what they were saying on the big picture. Yeah. Did you think she was going to get nominated for an Oscar? There was some scuttlebutt. She was in the mix. Word of the pod today. Yeah. Oscar buzz. Oscar buzz. Well, Kiki Palmer, you have an Oscar in my heart. I love you so much. That's nice. She's so fun. Um... 
Do you want to talk about Alec Baldwin? Should we take the mood down for a sec? Take the mood down. Um, yeah, sure. Um, so Alec Baldwin uh, was filming a movie. Rust. Yeah, the name is Rust. I'm trying to find when. That's why you can hear that noise. It's Jillian's tapping on the mouse and drives me crazy. He was filming a movie years ago. And someone, it was like a Western, and someone handed him a gun. And they said, cold gun, meaning no bullet in it. Years ago, it. like a year ago or two years like ago. Like two years ago. Yeah. Oh, you made it sound like it was like in the 90s. No. So yeah. he shot the gun and it hit two people, the director and the cinematographer. And the cinematographer, a woman, died. And there was a whole hoopla about props on set and blah, blah, blah. And there was investigation. Because there were real bullets in the gun or they were they were like blank, but there they were, were just so close range. There were real bullets in the gun. Yeah. So they got fired over that and sued. Yeah. So, no, well, there's been no lawsuit, a civil suit. Alec Baldwin and the production company settled with her husband. But it took two years. I think it's the New Mexico DA because they filmed in New Mexico, was right. compiling an investigation. And I remember reading about it, started the investigation. Vanity Fair did like a really good. Article about it, like the EDA and the prosecutor, they were like, I don't know, like this is hard. We're just starting, blah, blah blah. Sorry, did just the cinematographer die and the other person was injured? Yes, the, the director was injured. He did not die. Okay, because when you said they settled with the husband of the cinematographer, the production company, and Alec Baldwin individually. I was like, why was money. he the only person? But I guess because she passed away versus getting injured. What do you mean? Why was she the only person? Like, why didn't the the director get a payout if he was injured or she was injured? Because um, uh, it's kind of also his fault too. He's in charge of the set. Okay. Okay. So anyway, so the DA after years have now brought involuntary manslaughter charges against Alec Baldwin and the head of props or the prop person who was responsible for making sure that this gun didn't have live bullets of it. Through the investigation, they found that five other live bullets were on set at that time one in like Alec Baldwin's like pack on his waist one in Jensen Eccles from Supernatural on his husband from One Tree Hill Rachel the Redhead they talk about him on the One Tree Hill podcast all the time Daniel Eccles and Jensen Eccles are married continue okay but like on his like bandolier so there were five live bullets around and in the article I wrote, read from Vanity Fair like a year or so ago, they talked about this prop girl. I forget her name. I could look at it if Ryan would let me. Nope. And um, prop she woman. was like, she was a Nepo baby and got this job after very little experience and no like real training. Like maybe it was on one other movie before. And mm. even into like a few what days What is ago, that noise? Outside. A oh, car, okay. A truck. Um, even a few days ago when they announced the charges, her attorney said she was very stressed at the time. It was a very stressful situation, but it does not sound good. And I think that the court's going to, the DA is going to have a hard time finding Alec Baldwin at fault for this, but not a hard time finding fault for right. this prop person who was John Gutierrez sure. Reed, Rust yes. Armorer. Yes. So, yeah. I would recommend reading that Vanity Fair article from like last year. Alec Baldwin and Jensen had bullets like on them in their you know whatever in their wardrobe did it's they not their, they had no duty to un, to they did they know about job. it you think that? no no okay that's didn't. what they, i'm asking like was alec baldwin like i'm gonna keep a bullet in my pocket for to get in character no they 
rely on their prop people. They have no duty or responsibility to double check these guns. Like, how would they yeah. know? If, if I was no, to walk to the street, how would I know it's a live gun? No, I'm not saying, no, I, I agree. I just, no, I'm just saying bullets the on their person seems like also weird that you were like, they found five other bullets on set and they were like on things that those actors wore wardrobe. Wise. Yeah. The, the wardrobe and prop people put this together and hand it to them. Yeah. And these actors didn't know that there were live bullets in them. Oh my so goodness. That's the scuttlebutt. And I, I, I feel bad for everyone involved. It's just insane that this happened. And, and she'll probably never work again if that's her chosen industry. This I would person. imagine not this um, prop So person. if she is charged with involuntary manslaughter, she goes to jail? Yeah. If she's convicted and they sentence her, yeah. Yeah. And Alec Bobo could too. What would Ilaria do? I don't know. She's Are got, you say cucumber? She has like eight kids now, so she's I pretty know. busy. And Ireland Baldwin's pregnant. I love her. I think she's so cool and pretty and fun. And one of my favorite you, Nick, Nikki Glazer roast of Alec Baldwin jokes ever is she says, I still remember that voicemail you called your daughter Ireland a stupid little pig. That's got to be the worst thing you could call your daughter, except for Ireland. <laughs> so I wonder if he was holding a map of Ireland in his hand anxiously while she was, you know, being born. Who's her mom? Kim? Yeah, Kim Basinger. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, they don't get along. They don't cope very well. I, I assume she's probably more into Kim than Alec. Just assuming. Who knows? Just assuming. Okay. Sad. <laughs> yeah, sad, but it's crazy. The next thing I wanted to touch on is Austin Butler and his voice. So as I did the- watch Elvis. Yeah, go go ahead. Oh, just um I try to watch the movies, but as I mentioned before, I don't sleep. So I was watching Elvis on my phone as Baz Luhrmann intended while I was trying to put my daughter to sleep. So I couldn't SM get the full eight. cinematic um experience, but yeah, it was it was something. I just, I remember I didn't love it because of all the Tom Hanks stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But what'd you think of Dacre? I mean, he's not in it that long. And I get what they were trying to do with that part of the story. Like, oh, to blow Elvis. smoke in Tom Hanks' face. Isn't that right. crazy? As like El- a young actor. Elvis is now part of the 60s movement of responding to all this change but in even America. even before that, they, activists. they made a lot of like, um it's not illusion isn't the word but you know they alluded to the fact that he was quote progressive for the times even before that part of the movie i think right he was trying to give the stage and props to like black singers that he or musicians that he like drew inspiration from or learned from yes yeah that part's just the most overt part i guess of him like yeah being political so anyway what would you give it out of 10 four oh geez i thought you'd say like six no and it's like so much like cuts like sharp cuts to yeah the next thing like it's right uh, just when you're kind of like getting into like his relationship with his mom they're like and this is when she died right also just so just, funny how much lana del rey has just copied priscilla presley in that era of ladies like she's just tried to look exactly like her which like yeah maybe it's an homage she looked so good. The actress that played Priscilla loved the hair, it, loved the makeup. It's like shocking that she was so young and she married Elvis. Now like I get it. Her daughter's dead in real life. I know. And they're fighting over estate stuff, right? 
I have no idea. people in her life. I saw like a, a thing. But anyway, what I want to talk about is, so I watched this movie, whatever, a couple months over the summer, I think. And then I was like deep into Austin Butler, Instagram and TikTok. And everyone was commenting then on like how his voice has changed so much since playing Elvis. And now he sounds like Elvis. And they would show clips of like, you know, when he was little on Disney Channel talking and like da, 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 da. And a lot of the, you know, reasoning fans gave was like, you know, they started filming. He started preparing for this role, I think like a year before they filmed. And then when they filmed, they had to shut down for a while because of COVID. So I think it was like three years worth of like him. Because Tom Hanks was like the first person to get COVID. And he was in Australia Australia. filming Elvis when he got COVID. More importantly, Rita Wilson got COVID. I love you, Rita Wilson. They both did. I know. But um, but yeah, so like people were saying, you know, online, like he he's had to do this voice for like three years. Like that kind of stays with you. Like it'll probably be a while, you know, for him to just get rid of it. And now all the older podcasters that we listen to are getting wind of Austin Butler and talking about his voice and how he's doing it for the Oscars and trying to be Elvis. Like he's been doing this for years now, this voice. I don't, I don't think it's put on whatever, maybe it is. It's just annoying me. That people are talking about it now. He even made a joke about it in his SNL monologue. And Brian, if he's an actor, <laughs> he should be able to change his voice and move on. His if he was playing film, a not, role, this is just when he's talking in real life. His next film, he's not going to be from Memphis, Tennessee. And I bet he doesn't talk like that in that film. So then why isn't he talking like that now? Because in real life, that's just like how he talks now. Also, his voice kind of sounded like that before. Like, yes, it's way more put on. But like, again, I've watched a lot of TikToks about this. It just annoys me that everyone's like, he's doing this for the Oscar campaign. And by everyone, I mean Amanda Dobbins and Sean Fennessy from The Ringer. Like, I don't think they said that. They both have said it multiple times. I listened to all their podcasts like this past week. It's just annoying me that they're just like catching on to it now. Like this was news months ago. God. Okay. You only had those two topics. Do you have anything else on your agenda? Or that you wanted to discuss? No, I'm trying to think of what we've discussed in the last few days. Oh, I know I wanted to ask you is, are you watching any like scripted television these days? No no judgment. I was just thinking about like, like I started Hacks um, because Ariana suggested it. And then I was thinking of like other shows I wanted to start watching, you know, as my treadmill show once I finish Hacks because it's only two seasons. And I was like, what do you watch like scripted anymore? Probably nothing. Just the West Wing to fall asleep. Yeah, but nothing kind of current. Like, you know. No, but um, do you know that Night Court is now on NBC? And it was like uh, a show. Yeah, because I watch Peacock every day and there's a million commercials for it. Anyway, like 10 million people watch Night Court and like nobody watches shows anymore. Also, they're really pushing that and like the American Auto Show. Is that what it's called? With uh, Anna Gasteyer? And it's yeah. like trying to make like Tuesday and Thursday night NBC a thing. And I'm like, this feels so foreign to me now. Like but when people that used to be a watching. thing. I know. People like, like boomers. You don't know. 10 million no, people is a lot of people. This woman watched Clark over the summer and stayed in my home for three days. And part of my instructions, I was like, I have like every app for streaming. So like, feel free to watch anything. She watched Night Court, the OG on Amazon Prime. And she's, and she's probably like my age. And I was like... Whatever floats your boat as long as you're taking care of my dog. But I was like, and I think I sent a picture to mom and Aunt Janet, and they were like, is that night court in the background? I was like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck this girl's doing. She could be watching Girls Gone Wild or something fun or the mink or, you know, she's watching night court from back in the day. Maybe she's just a really big fan of John Larroquette. I don't know who that is. He's in night court. But OG. Is he in the new yes. one too? Yes. 
he's that he got rave reviews in the commercial and melissa rouch has per- perfect comedic timing stream night course imagine that was her first sponsor yeah <laughs> that'd be good um so i had to go to atlanta last week for work and i flew there and back and when i fly i try to watch a movie that i've like never seen before or haven't seen in a while so on the way there i watched top gun the original which i've only seen one time it was on delta but I also downloaded it on Netflix, but I didn't have to watch it. It's so funny to me that you love that movie and stand for that movie because it is so misogynistic and like of the time, but yet you won't watch something like Game of Thrones because you're like, oh, they're so horrible to the women. They're horrible to women in Top Gun too and the way they talk. You pick and choose okay. your misogyny. I don't pick and choose my misogyny. Um I don't know how to describe it. Everyone's like, watch Game of Thrones. It's just, and I'm like, I don't care to see women raped and disgusting and treated that way. But that's that not way. like your one reason not to watch it. I just feel like you wouldn't like it regardless. Uh, yeah. Because you're not into like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to even describe it as fantasy really, but whatever. I just yeah, think Top Gun know. can be problematic at times. <laughs> Everything can be problematic. If I didn't, if I just only watch things that aren't problematic, I wouldn't watch anything. Also, it was bad. And the only the only movie that you Tom Cruise movie that we've watched together that is worse is Cocktail and Far yeah. and Away. <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry, family. But um, but I do my favorite takeaway is every time him and Kelly McGill's kiss, take my breath away, score starts to play in the background. Imagine that happening in real life. That'd be so fun. Every time you go to kiss someone in the background, it's like Wayne's World. Take my breath away, dream weaver. But anyway, and. I feel like they tried to make it like because she worked at the Top Gun Academy, like that's our feminist move. But then she like completely in five seconds is like, forget my morals of not dating students. I'm in love with you, Tom Cruise, and we're gonna date. And there's maybe, just no like maybe character it was development. True love. But then she goes to Washington for a job. She was just hooking. I just thought that their whole relationship was so weird to me and like. Maybe, see, from the other side, maybe it was feminist and she was using him to learn more information about the MIG and that she was hooking up with him just for that because she was going on to this next new job. So she was like, I got to be ready with this to learn about, you know, these advanced new war paints that the Russians have. That's fine. And I would believe that more than like in the end when she comes back in the last five minutes as I'm kissing and he has the weirdest smile. Like, he's so weird. And then I didn't know about the backstory that like his dad died doing the same thing. And that's why he wanted to do it. They like try to throw that in as like, that's why he's the maverick. That's why he is the way he is. And I'm like, Pete Mitchell. Also, Top Gun, like this idea of these Navy aviator pilots is real. Yes. But like, do they all have, and they, why do you have to have a call sign? Isn't it shorter to just say, hey, Mitchell, there's a bomb on your left. And remember that this guy's name is Maverick. Well, it's the government and like during war, like you don't know who's um, like observing like, you or listening to you. Like you don't know if the Russians are listening, you know, so no one uses. It's his Maverick on his helmet and his plane and stuff. <laughs> like, Well, they're not getting that close except for the Polaroid shot. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's and it's tradition. And it's that's what's so annoying about it. It's like in call sign slider. And I'm like, just call him John. <laughs> whatever well maybe there's 10 johns i know but then it's like figure then have a nickname the whole thing is just like weird but like do you know when they made it they they had to like work with the government and the government that's what i want to do on the show that's what i want to ask you about because like i guess in the it's like propaganda 
in the new Top Gun, people said that Tom Cruise actually learned how to fly those planes. Is that true? Yeah. But like, was he in them while they were filming the entire thing? No, they none yeah. of none of the actors were. They did go in planes and they did fly them, but when they filmed, none of the actors were used. Those were all stunt people. Right, like it military. does make me wonder, like in the OG Top Gun, like how accurate that was to people actually going to quote Top Gun and training there. I bet it was pretty accurate because the government was involved and they said, we're not going to let you make this movie unless also involved. A lot of people pointed out that in Top Gun Maverick at the end, when they go fly the planes, they never say what country they're going to. As yeah, to, like, I've heard it's like be neutral purpose. Sorry, you just broke up. You said it was on purpose. Yeah, so I forget what I was saying, but just the Top Gun is insane. And the other film I watched on the plane was Matilda the Musical. Did you uh, like it? Yes, delightful. The British little kids are the cutest kids in the entire world. And the girl- Is it all Matilda. original songs? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know any of them. And the girl who played Matilda was so cute. And when she sang, you could still hear her little British accent. It was so cute. Um, but it also made me realize, like, Mrs. Trunchbull is, like, horrible. But one thing I do agree with her on is no pigtails. She tells the girl, no pigtails. I hate pigtails. And I would just say, I agree. Well, what if they were braids? They were braids, which is fine. But it's just funny that she has such a strong stance on pigtails. And I agree. And it also made me think of, I'm still watching Real Housewives of Potomac and I'm in the season where Monique has the bird and Karen, she tries to bring the bird to Karen's house and Karen's like, nah, fuck, you're not bringing this bird to my house or unless it's in a cage. And I was like, again, Karen, not someone I always agree with, like Trunchbull, but I fully agree on the fuck birds stance. So Yeah, why would you bring a bird to someone's house? It's so gross. Also, I was laughing because she's talking about her Not For Lazy Moms podcast, and she says she put $200,000 into the infrastructure. You know how much money we put into this <laughs> podcast? Just saying, like, on what? Like, I guess if you pay people to edit and, like, produce, but, like... Well, she had, like, events and stuff. Well, that, yeah, that's what she was doing, but I was just like, $200,000 on what? Like, it does not cost that much to make a podcast. And I was like, oh, it was a while ago, but it was like 2018. Like, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it, it wasn't different times. Yeah, it, it, I was just like, girl, what do you spend on? I'm like, good for you, but that's a lot of money to be spending on, you know. Spending all that NFL money. I know. But yeah, I finished season five last night, and that's when... I was telling you in the group text last night, Michael Darby is just the devil and it was going nuts. And like Chris Bassett, whatever you want to say about him and maybe things change in future seasons. He seems like a very good husband to Candace, although he doesn't see one of his kids, that whole thing. Well, you'll see his kids. So you're yeah. at the end of season five and then am I currently on season seven? That's live. Yeah. Okay. So you only have, and you're tearing through this. Well, season five, like I said, I had to because every episode ended with like to be continued. And so Saturday, Friday night, I stayed until like two in the morning watching Potomac. But now I'm on the reunion three part, but it'll be good because it's the whole Monique Candace fight and then like being in the same room for the first time. Yeah, and the next season's like the COVID season. So I feel like it'll be kind of, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. the reunion is COVID currently for season five. Like they're all sitting, you know, pretty far apart and they wear masks when they come out. And it seems like they had to wait a while, obviously, from like when the season ended to do the right. reunion. So, and I guess Monique was fired, right? In the interim. So mm -hmm. she, like in the previews on, it, she was like, 
well, I'm fired. So I could say whatever I want, basically, which I'm like, that's a kind of funny position to be in. Like when you're, because usually I feel like when you're at the reunion, you wouldn't know yet if you've been like not asked back. You fired. wouldn't. Also, remember like years ago, MTV Real World, like as soon as you put your hands on someone, you're fired. Like the show's done with you. Yeah. Like, but they now it's like case by case basis on the challenge over the last few years of like, yeah, like, oh, that's what I'm saying. But like 10, 15 now. years ago, yeah. But now in like the last I will few smash years, your head and eat it, CT. Right. You're gone. Right. It's like if you hit someone even on the Adam show, had to like... go in that big CT Adam fight because I think he like quote fought back, even though right. you know. But yeah. now that physical fighting has become such a thing on reality shows, you can't fire. This is the like first it's... time I feel like in a real housewife season that I've seen it like this get like, aggressive get, physically get physical like this like maybe in new jersey back in the day but i can't really recall like a like a situation like this where it's like they literally can't go on the same trip or be in the same room and one is like filing suit against the other right because it is like a physical altercation you know right yeah i'm trying to think this was the, I, I like i i knew it was coming but i still like i i was very shocked i don't like to see people fight and you know i was no. like wendy in the scene in real life She's also very scared of the bird and it flew right at her. I would have left that house and never come back. I was very with her on that. But do you, I know this happened years ago, but the whole Monique Candace fight from your legal perspective, like, do you think Candace should have fresh charges or whatever? She didn't, or she filed a complaint, I suppose is what she did. Right. Yeah. Um, I, this is so, I mean, I thought it was kind of criminal law because Monique has three kids and like god forbid she had to do jail time I'm not saying yeah. what she did was right I think she did uh there should be consequences when you assault someone even if Candace was like provoking you verbally um but so then when Monique like counterfiled that I thought was like absurd but it's also like what else can you kind of do in that situation you know yeah I I can't I have no idea but it was crazy that yeah it that wasn't as it was very much just her holding her by the hair for so long though. And I guess punching her in the head, but like, I, you know, I don't know what I And I guess punching her in the head. But I mean, I just feel like the main thing that was so long, she just like had her hand in her hair and wouldn't let go. So it wasn't so much that point was like crazy, aggressively violent, but it, it was scary, but it was also just like the, the part that was fucked up was when she tried to get out from the producer and run around the building and like go yeah. get her again. That's when you're like, girl, enough. Yeah. It's over. Like, right. Yeah, you you have a uh, motive. You have intent to physically harm this person. Like right, this and they just they said a, she a was scuffle. screaming, "I'm gonna kill her! I'm gonna kill her!" Like that. Yeah, that doesn't look good. That's why it's so funny. It's like she's probably been in fights in her life, and these things have happened, and there've been no consequences. But now it's like on TV, you have to go tell everyone, and you know what I mean, and talk about it. Where and yeah. the same thing with um Michael cheating with the girl in the hotel room. It's like. If that had happened in real life, like, yes, maybe you tell your mom and your uncle if you're close and you want them to know, but like, it's not like she could have even hid that from her family because it was like everywhere. And like, he had to stay on camera to her at the restaurant. Like, yeah, I went back to the room with this girl. He has so many issues, but like, I don't know why it took her so long to divorce him or be separated, whatever they are now. Um, But yeah, it was just like, it's just crazy because on TV, so you can't hide from whatever right. crazy shit you're doing you know yeah yeah and do you think jamal bryant's attractive <laughs> that was my other question for you are they still together i assume no for those 
also family members who don't watch. We're yeah. talking about Real Housewives of Potomac. Giselle Bryant is one of the cast members. Her ex-husband, Jamal Bryant, makes an appearance. They start dating again for a little bit, but they're not together. I don't think so. Um, I think he's attractive. I don't think, like, oh, if I saw that guy walking down the street. But I think, yeah, he's fine. Also, like, he's a pastor, like a mega church pastor. Do you think that's how he has all his money? Because he seems yes. like he has so much money. Yeah. That's what well, I really wanted to ask you. They, it, yeah, he gets paid a lot of money to be the like an AME pastor. And what's AME? Um, Methodist. Yeah, I have to do some more. Okay. Yeah, but um, but also then as a result of that, he invests in businesses like the restaurant that he right. He's his like, I gotta go. I have like a call, and I was like, for what church? Like, I don't know. It just seemed, but yeah, he bought the restaurant or whatever. Um, yeah, so I was like, damn, this guy seems like he has so much money. African Methodist Episcopal Church. Yeah. AME. But it's kind of like the show The Righteous Gemstones. That's what they're like spoofing. Like, I is think, it? I think that's spoofing more like Mormonism. Or no, it's like, me- it's like mega churches. And it's like, yeah, G- me- I, I, AME is different than mega church. Right. That, okay. Yeah. But it's yeah. um in that show, I think I only watch a couple episodes of season one, but I think it's mainly like, I don't think John Goodman really believes in God or if he does not to this extent, it's just like a way to make money is like yeah. the point of the show. Um, yeah. So those are my Potomac <laughs> thoughts, thoughts. this time. Yeah. It's, it's getting real good. Like you guys all said, but also cause a lot happened this season, but I imagine next season won't be as. So, so you're in the hive. You're going to keep with Potomac. You think oh, yeah. it's a good show. I knew I would, I wouldn't have started it if I wasn't yeah. going to. And I needed another one. Cause I only watch. Beverly Hills and Salt Lake in New York, but that obviously has been gone. So I was like, I just, you know. And and Scuttlebutt, that New York OG legacy is not yeah. coming back, which fine. Good. That's why I don't care to see these people again. And you were saying in a previous podcast, I was like, why would they bring Katie Ross back as friend of? And you were like, because the Ultimate Girls Trip are so popular. That was before they did any Ultimate Girls Trips. Katie Ross? Yeah. Like coming well, back maybe. as a friend of. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure it was always like discussed that what if that just seemed like the first time I really saw them do that. I feel like it used to be like, you're off the show. We don't see you again, even though obviously you're in these women's lives. If you truly are like Teddy Mellencamp, like her and Kyle Richards hang out all the time still. Yeah. Like she's not. Well, it used to be like OC, like they would, you know, oh, Kimberly's in town. Let's go to lunch with her, even Mm. though she's not on the show anymore. And they would do that. Like that used to be more organic than as produced it is now right all right last housewives thing i wanted to ask you is we'll move on is we've talked about this before i feel like in groups of like the trips they go on and who actually pays for them is a problem because it's so weird now obviously it's like baked into the season they're going to go on at least like two trips or something but it's one like in this season five of potomac it was like monique's like i have a lake house you guys can all come that seems more organic that she was like i own this house it's my birthday i want you to come so i'm like does bravo pay for a portion of that but then they go to portugal which i'm assuming bravo ashley wasn't like yeah i really want to go to portugal but that was like the story they gave us so there is a book not all diamonds and rosé yeah it's on my dresser i've never read it yeah and there was another book by one of the vulture like recap guys i can't think of his name right now and i can't think of the name of the book so we're terrible at this job of podcasting and providing information to our not um, true yeah so anyway so in those two books they talk about the trips and they say mm-hmm. 
unlike parties, like if you're going to have a party for, you know, your husband's 50th birthday or something, Bravo doesn't do with that. Yeah. But if there's something like if there's oh, two, three weeks or nothing's going on and they need to fill it, right. Bravo will say, we're going to send you on this trip. It's going to be your trip, quote unquote. Right. Bravo will pay for it. So yes, there's always a big trip that Bravo pays for. But if like Kyle's saying, we're going to go to Aspen to my house, they don't pay yeah. for that. But so they pay for their, fl- well, Kyle they, PJ, they, they will but... pay for economy coach flights. And if you want to upgrade, you have to pay for it. And if you want to bring your glam team, you have to pay for it. Right. If you want to take a private jet, you have to pay for it. They will yeah. pay for the bare minimum to get you there. That's why it's just funny. Like when they do go on these trips and they're like, well, it's Robin's trip. So she decides the rooms, but I'm like, which is fine, you know, do you, but it's yeah. Like how they appoint a different person as the quote person leading the trip. Like when they went to Portugal, do they stay pay for them to stay in that nice resort? Yes. Yeah. It was like, it's just so, but then yeah. Like come to my lake house. I was like, what is this? You know, like, yeah, it's just funny. These frigging trips also they're. I know this is like their full-time job, but I feel like they're away from their families so much because of these trips. Like, I don't know. Like it's how they make money. I know. But say you were like, I don't want to go on this one. Do you think I was like, you have to, it's in your contract. You, I can't hear you. This is the whole Denise Richards things where she was like, she, I think it was Paris. They went to Italy and she was like, well, Bravo said I had to go. And Andy's like, that's not true. You don't have to go, but you don't get paid for days you're not filming. So if everyone's really filming and you're not there, you're not going to get paid. So she's like, I had to go. Yeah, you had to go to get paid. If you want to make money and do your job, you have to go. But they're not forcing you to get on a plane and go. Yeah, that was the funny thing about Monique. Like she said, she's like, if we're doing group things, you don't have to invite me because I understand it's like uncomfortable right now. But then, yeah, like she doesn't get paid for that Portugal trip. Or do you think no. Bravo was like, you're not allowed to go right now? Because I think Bravo was like, you're not allowed to go and we'll do some yep. filming at home, even though it's probably not going to get to air. Here's but. your bird shitting in a toilet. <laughs> Who teach? And then she's potty training her like two month old. Yeah, that's weird. She walked in the house. She's like, oh, he's just got to sit on the potty for a second. She pulled out a portable potty. I was like, what is happening right now? I mean, maybe I, mean, I don't think he was really good two months old, but he was really young. He was like two to four months old. Kids can't even sit at two to four months. <laughs> I mean, maybe she's really good at potty training animals and children, but like, I never need to see someone's bird poop in the toilet. I never no. seen someone's bird, purely. If you have a bird as a pet, I don't care how polarizing this is. Fuck you. Birds are scary. They don't belong in your home. They belong flying in the sky. Only pets people should have are dogs or cats. No bunnies, no guinea pigs, no ferrets, no lizards, dogs or cats. Okay. That's all I have to say about that. All right. Um, do you want to do New York Post? <laughs> oh. All right. If not, I have a question I wanted to ask you. And Go there's a, so Alex Morgan was recently in one of those like GQ, what is your essentials in your bag when you travel? And they go through like 10 things. I love those videos. I watch them all the time. She was on a GQ sports one. She had multiple pairs, I think, of Nike dunks. Do you know what dunks are, Jillian? You could just nod and I'll answer for you because I know you're on mute right now. No. No. So she likes them. Christy Mewis, the soccer player, likes them. A lot of people do. I think they're ugly. They're these like Nikes, like a type of Nike sneaker. People wear them. I don't think they look cute. I just got a pair of Nike Air Maxes. I think they're very cute. So I don't know why people buying these dunks. I don't think they're cute. And 
I'm tired of them. I'm, I'm very amped today. But my superlative question to you made me think of is, if you could only have one brand of sneaker for the rest of your life, and I know you're going to say like, oh, for different things, but mainly just for like walking life, leisure, what brand would you go with? Yeah, I would say for different things. I think I was like, you're going to be like, well, is it for working out? Is it for walking? Is it for running? Like I knew you would. I guess at this point in my life, I would say New Balance. That's what I thought you'd say. I was like, but I don't really know what, what your sneaker game is these days. What would you say? I don't know. I feel like I'd probably, I'd go left and maybe say champion. I had two really good pairs of champion sneakers that I got from Target that last me for like years. And then they finally just fell apart and they don't make the ones I like anymore, which is sad, but I could like run in them. And then I have a pair now that I just wear to like walk the dog and they're very, they're not the cutest, but they're very sturdy and like stay together. And I feel like I could get basketball shoes. I could maybe get soccer cleats. I could get running shoes. I could get walking shoes. Like I think I'd go champion, but now I have Nikes. I have Vans. I have, I used to love Vans for the style. They are not good shoes. They're not comfortable. They're no. not good for walking long-term. I don't know how people like wear them at work all day and stuff. Same with Converse. They pinch my toes. I mean, Nike is fine, I guess. And I usually get Saucony's for my running shoes, but lately when I run my feet go numb. So something I'll have to look into. It sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're ready with your post conference. Yes. Our New York Post Marissa segment um, on this date, January 31st, 2013. Mm-hmm. I this, You can't guess this because it's not really like a clever headline. It's just saying what it what is. The fuck? But I am, I don't remember this at all. Okay. So it is Marino Secret Love Child exclusive NFL bombshell. He made a pass and scored. NFL legend Dan Marino, who will be broadcasting the Super Bowl Sunday, had a love child with a woman despite his longtime marriage to his adoring wife. I don't remember this at all. And you're asking me what the headline is? No, the headline is it's um, um I was gonna say Marine. Oh yes, because that had translated well to print. The headline is Marino I mean- Secret Love Child. Which Interesting. I, I, what but also you? telling on the New York Post that th- this is the entire cover. So this is the most important news. Yeah. What team was Dan Marino on? The Miami Dolphins. I was going to say the Dolphins, right? Um, this out. I feel like everyone is a love child, but that's probably just because I'm watching Real Housewives and a lot of them do. I was going to say, like our discussion of um, infidelity. In January 2013, Marino admitted to fathering a child with a CBS employee. Whoa. Dan Rather. Is he CBS? Wow. Okay. Also, so, you know, Super Bowl is coming up. We got Chiefs versus Eagles. Who do you want to win? Um, I don't care. Um, Rihanna. Rihanna. We want Rihanna to win. We want Rihanna to win. Austin Mahomes. Austin, not. I keep doing that. (laughs) Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I, okay. Austin I Mahomes that? is our sister's favorite person, or Jackson yeah. might be his name. Jackson Mahomes is his name. Austin Mahomes is no one. It's just, I think. Well, his that's name- like, at, I was watching like five minutes of the Chiefs um, Bengals game the other day, and they said like Martin Kemp or something. And I was like, oh, didn't Rihanna date him? But I was like, no, different sport. And that's Matt Kemp. Matt Kemp. Yeah. Also, Sean Kemp used to play for the Seattle Supersonics. Okay. Anyway, so. I would be happy for the Eagles, but they also won again a few years ago. So whatever. Kudos. I mean, I'm going Eagles. Why? Um, Silver Linings Playbook. 
um, always sunny in Philadelphia. Like I, I also, when they Mayor did, of town. Yeah. <laughs> it, they murdered my dirter by the Schuylkill river and had a hoogie. So I, a very, also yeah. I've been there. They're closer to my heart. I, I've never been to Kansas city. Um, also when the Eagles beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, where I think Justin Timberlake was a halftime show, I was so happy. And I really liked that team that year. It was like, you know, Carson Wentz and folk. Your boy used to be on the Eagles. I know Zach Ertz. That's probably also why I have an affiliation for them. So yeah, I'm I'm going Eagles. I mean, whoever wins, wins. I don't have like, you know, if you get got skin in the game, whatever. Um, but you're not putting money on it. I want the I want the Eagles to win. Like I'm rooting for them, I suppose. Okay. Yeah, rooting for ASAP Rocky. <laughs> no, I'm just no. rooting for Rihanna and her child. Yeah. Every what name two songs do you think Rihanna will sing at the halftime show? Umbrella. Oh, I didn't even think about that. And then I hope we found love. Your favorite song all time. I was like, I, I don't I know. Love we found what love. if she just does the ballads? She just, I want you to stay with the lights down. That's like, I saw, um, what are you doing with your hands? Touching my phone. I can hear it. (laughs) I don't know what it was that I came upon Instagram the other day, but it was a video of Rihanna's take a bow. And I forgot about that song. She has so, that's the thing. She has so many songs. What was the song? Like she's not doing S&M. I feel like maybe it's obviously going to be medley, but, um, was it, what was the song? And I feel like it was your ringtone when Caitlin used to call you when you were like in college. Oh, I'm so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so hard. That song. Like she is yeah. hit after hit Rihanna. Wouldn't it be great if Drake came out and they did a Drake Rihanna medley? No, because I hate Drake. But okay. for you, I mean, the songs are fun. I saw a good, funny video of I'll Take Care of You TikTok the other day that I went to send you, but I forgot. Oh, All right. Song. We've talked quite a lot. Wrapping up with your six degrees of Kevin Bacon of the week. And so funny because I had already picked this one out in my mind and wrote it down somewhere that you couldn't see. And then it called back to something we talked about earlier. It's Kate Hudson. Oh, Kate, Kate Hudson, Hudson, everyone. Come on now, Kate. And I found that six degrees of Kevin Bacon generator thing online, but it's not like the best TBH. So you think you're better than it? You think you're better than me? Um, Sometime. I just, I don't know. I think they try to get it to you in the shortest, but they don't, I think they use IMDB as the database. And there was like, but there was a couple things. Like, I remember I put a person in and they were like, sorry, we can't do a connection to Kevin Bacon. And I was like, yes, you can. And I forget what, who it was probably someone less known, but I was like, this seems weird. Yeah. I'm so hot. Yeah. 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 I'm so hot. You're just going to see Rihanna, I think. No, I'm going to find the generator and put Kate Hudson in and see what it says. But I don't want to type a lot because I don't like hearing people type when I'm listening to your podcast. All right. Well, there's many different ways we could go to Kate Hudson Bride Wars and think about that. Because it had ways of Bride Wars, so that could be a lot of... Who are the boys now? It's Chris Pratt and... Brian Greenberg. Oh, the other boy? Don't know. Yeah. He was in that Reba show. Oh, Reba. Oh, uh, Kevin. Uh, Steve Howie. Steve Howie. Yeah, he's been in many things, including Workaholics and Shameless. I feel like there's easier ways, and I'm just thinking too much. Is that what Morgan Seven? I think so. 
Um, oh, well, he's not. also in Fight Club. Yeah. Yeah. With Bradley. With Brad. Not Bradley. Bradley. I know, but you get what I mean. Yeah. Well, you're on the clock, so you only have three minutes and 45 seconds left until Zoom kicks us out. Okay. I really have to think. I'm sorry. I hope you cut all this out. I can. Yeah. Or, or I can leave it in. Who knows? Or the wind may blow. <laughs> I tried to get there with your girl, Frances McDormand, I feel like. Why is Frances McDormand with Kate Hudson? Almost famous. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus. <laughs> or Zoe? Yeah, so time. Yeah, like I, you could do... Kate Hudson's an almost famous with Zoe Deschanel. She's an elf with Will Ferrell, who's an anchorman with Steve Carell, who's in Crazy Stupid Love with Kevin Bacon. I always come back to Crazy Stupid Love. Very good. Um, you did it. You beat me. But again, well, let me see. The generator thing was like she was in that movie Marshall and with James Crump. Like this one just goes up. She was in Dr. T and the Woman with Robert Hayes, who was in She's Having a Baby with Kevin Bacon. She was in Alex and Emma with Luke Wilson, underrated film. Who was in My Dog Skip with Kevin Bacon? They were both in My Dog Skip. I watched that movie a million times when I was 11 years old. Yeah, I'm shocked you wouldn't know that Kevin Bacon's in My Dog Skip. Or Luke Wilson. I love both of them. Kate yeah. Hudson was in Four Feathers with Michael Sheen, who was in Frost Nixon with Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. That's so a good one. She was in You, Me, and Dupree with Todd Stashwick, who was in The Air I Breathe with Kevin Bacon. Oh, this is a better one. She was in Fool's Gold with Donald Sutherland, who was in Animal House with Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon was in Animal House? Yes. Also, they were both in JFK. So, exactly. That's what I'm, I'm saying. This thing isn't like perfect, but yeah, it, it's kind of helpful, I guess, to shorten the. So you're not even going to do one. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to do Kate Hudson, Fool's Gold with Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Did you know that? I did. I only had three minutes to think. I was thinking of McConaughey movie she was in. Yeah. How do you get McConaughey to bake it? Well, with Donald oh, Sutherland, Sutherland in Fool's Gold. And then one from Dazed. Bacon and um, what's it called? Ben Affleck. He was, Matthew McConaughey was in A Time to Kill with Oliver Platt, who was in Flatliners with Kate. He was in, oh, this is already He was in Failure to Launch with SJP, who was in Footloose with Kevin Bacon. Yeah, it is. Um, but um, Ben Affleck directed Mr. River? No. Okay. Because Kevin Bacon's in Mr. River. Yes. Yeah. Is that my daughter in there? And he's in City on the Hill. Not great at the Boston accent. No. All right. Apologies to my loyal Kevin Bacon fans. I'm having a mind block. Apologies to everyone this week. I am not up to 100%. And if I was rude to you and short with you in the past week, it's because I <laughs> hadn't slept. So there you go. To people you know, I thought you just meant about like your performance on the podcast this week. My performance you. is bad. My performance of no, life is not. bad right now. So I'm sorry. Episode sorry to three, you were really so negative about everything. Thanks for I just wonderful. Thanks for a wonderful conversation, Ryan. I really appreciate it. No problem. I have more energy for anyone right now. So you do. Okay. I gotta go walk my dog. Okay, have fun. See you then. See you then.